And all this blood is going to be contained right here. If you want to make it happen, let's get it on. <laughs> and, and when we read the book of Revelations, this is why they say that the this the the amount of blood that's shed will have an elevation up to a horse's bridle, which would be almost to the waistline of a standing man. And that's why they get that. That's how they make that mathematical calculation assessment because I've read that and I'm like my gosh you mean blood is just going to be flowing like you're crushing cranberries or something you and I will be with the Lord as administrators when he returns to establish his 1000 year reign when the Messiah returns Christ will make war with the Antichrist right Christ will return in, in, in some reform. He will return to establish a government slash kingdom on earth. But in doing so, he has to depose of the existing government that's reigning, which will be that of the Antichrist. God, God wants us to be pre-tribs out of here. Um, if you want to stay for all of the bad stuff that's going to be happening, hey, more power to you. I'll be praying for you while I'm at the marriage of mm-hmm. the Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> and and I too, Brother Chris, I favor the pre-tribulation theory as well. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Christopher, and I have a very special guest with me today, Brother Jeffrey. And we're going to be discussing the topic of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Now, this is new, brand new formatting for you, and I'm hoping that you get some value out of the teaching. Um, Brother Jeffrey has a long history of studies in Revelation, studies in Bible prophecy and eschatology, and I'm excited because I know that he is going to bless you with the information that he's going to provide in we're looking for you to be able to grow in your relationship with the Lord, in your understanding of, of simple biblical truths that many people have made very difficult. Um, how are you doing today, Brother Jeffrey? Oh, Brother Chris, I'm feeling great. That's awesome. I'm glad to be here, and thank you for the invitation and opportunity to meet with you on your format, your forum, your podcast. Thank you. You're doing big things. It is my pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. I'm looking forward to everyone hearing and feeling the anointing that God has placed upon you. And um, I know that people are going to get a lot out of this today. So let's start with Revelations 20 um, to get a background. I like the Amplified Version. But I'm not going to do that to you since we're (laughs) going to be reading this. I will read it out of the New King James Version. Um, So we'll start with verse 1. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold of the dragon, that serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up and set a seal on him so that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. 
but after these things he must be released for a little while. Now, I must admit, when I was a child and I started hearing about this thousand-year period, I was a little befuddled. And I was befuddled because I, I knew that God is infinite, having no beginning and no end. And I, I must admit that this time period of a thousand years being limited to that in us ruling and reigning with Christ over Satan for a limited period of time, it, it, it baffles me. Brother Duffy, feel free to kick in whenever you you hear something. But, um, you know, sure. this, this as a child, I remember this uh, being a, a troubling thing because, you know, why is my God being limited to a thousand years and is Satan coming back after this again? Are we going to have to do this all over again? So when you when you get back into, I'm going to pick back up in verse 4, and I saw mm-hmm. thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had beheaded who had been beheaded for the for their witness to Jesus and the word for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their head or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection, over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now, when I look at this, this immediately causes me to think about the people who got raptured away because the Bible is very specific here. He says that he saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, and who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. So, again, I had another thought. Okay, are these the only ones who are going to be reigning with Christ? And I don't know the answers to this. I'm just, I'm just throwing right. this out here for you all to be thinking about. If, if everybody, and, and I know right now in the church there's this pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib um, uh, battle that's going on. I happen to believe in pre-trib. Um, Same here, so do I. Things, too many things scripturally that, that line up with pre-trib. And, and you know, Noah's Ark being the, the main one. If, if God wanted everyone to be destroyed... He wouldn't have made Noah's Ark. He would have told Noah, um, I'm just going to destroy the earth, and that's it. Don't give anybody a chance to repent. Don't give anybody a chance to get in this ark. I'm, I'm coming to destroy it. But God didn't do that. He said, hey, I want you to build a boat, and I want you to tell everybody to get in it that wants to get in it. And he preached, some say, for 120 years, and nobody got on the boat. They wanted to after the rain started, but they didn't. And, and they lost out. So Noah and his family uh, carried on into repopulating the earth. So Correct. my 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 beliefs on on pre-trib is God God wants us to be pre-tribbed out of here. Um, if you want to stay for all of the bad stuff that's going to be happening 
hey, more power to you. I'll be praying for you while I'm at the marriage supper mm-hmm. of the Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> and and I too, Brother Chris, I favor the pre-tribulation theory as well. But I do understand where the misinterpretation of mid-trib and post-trib come from. You and I recognize that there will be a snatching away, as Paul described, to prevent the righteous people from enduring the upcoming seven-year judgment. And this seven-year period is the conclusion of a prophecy that was made in the book of Daniel that completes the 490 years of persecution that will that God will allow to fall onto Israel to complete his total term of how long they need to suffer. Yeah. Now the clock stopped at the time of the Gentiles. And right. the That's remaining right. seven years the remaining seven years kicks back in after, immediately after the rapture. That's when the time of the Gentiles concludes and God now focuses attention back onto Israel. So at the start of the tri- tribulation, you have the rapture. That's a group of people being snatched away quickly to avoid danger. During That's the right. middle of the seven-year tribulation, you have 144,000 that are sealed. And it gives the illusion that these are also taken out of great judgment. I think that's what the scripture says I'm referencing. So it gives that illusion that, okay, this must be, this must be a rapture or snatching away in the middle of the seven-year tribulation. So I understand where they build that premise on. And then finally, during the close of the seven-year tribulation, we see the souls of all those that uh, we see. We see these resurrected saints now with Christ, and so that's where a lot of people build that argument that hey, pre-trib is wrong, mid-trib is wrong. It must be post because you have these three phases wherein people are being um, caught up, taken away, or given their new body. But also, I want to say this. Uh, the Bible does sustain the view or idea that human beings will live through that seven-year tribulation because yeah. the Lord himself returns. Yeah. The Lord himself returns to a planet, planet Earth, which is populated with human beings. There obviously are separate governments, separate countries that are still functioning to some capacity. Because some of these countries make an allegiance with the Antichrist. At this point, would you say that they are apostate in nature? Is there a chance or an opportunity for them to uh, receive Christ or receive salvation? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can, you can accept salvation, uh, but you, you will live through this mess if you're not murdered. One of the these main the- purposes of this judgment is to turn people's heart unto the lord because you'll see somewhere in the scriptures when these plagues are being poured out there's a phrase or statement that says and in all of this they refuse to uh repent and give god glory they harden their hearts even more you know right they refuse to yeah 
So that so, infers that. So these people here, these people here, are they the ones who are beheaded? They, I think in the in the yes, I think at the beginning. Well, here's the thing: it's like when the seven year tribulation begins, the first three and a half years are peaceful. Right. There's this peace accord that no one else has ever seen, and this political figure. Antichrist comes on the scene, and he's only given three and a half years, which is equivalent to the time allotted for the public ministry of Christ. Roughly when he received the anointing of John the Baptist, he preached publicly for roughly three and a half years. And um, so that's, there's a comparison there. Uh, but this this political figure, or this 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 uh, this leader dictator, I, I don't know the proper title ascribed to him, but he will be the leader of a government and he builds an allegiance with other countries and he makes war against Israel. And even after the 144 are sealed, I this think there's something to in, Bingo. This is when Elijah in, um, uh, who was the other one? Elijah I Esau, and Elijah walking my... around. Enoch, yes, yes, because yeah, and and Elijah, I say Enoch those two prophesying and, and anointing everybody. And I agree with you because all throughout the Bible, those are the only two persons who were translated and never experienced a natural death. And if God's right. word is true, it's appointed for all men once to die and then judgment. So right. those are the only two throughout biblical history that have uh, avoided or averted death. But I definitely agree with you. So the seven-year tribulation begins. It starts with a peace treaty. goes for like three and a half years. At the middle of that three and a half years, war emerges. Uh, 144,000 are sealed. But then there's a remnant that flees into geographically what would be Syria. Is that, that, is that where they go into the Mount Petra? I believe so, because buffers, by Scripture, right, 144 were caught up, and then the remnant fleed, and the devil sent out, like, rushing water to try to drown them. I'm just making references according right, right. to the, the... Yes. So that tells you that there's Jews that are translated, caught up, but then there are there's a remnant of others that are fleeing for persecution, from persecution. Yes. And they were made, they were, they were, uh, they obtained habitation somewhere for a time, times and half a time for, you know, three and a half years. So with that being said, stated earlier, there will be people that live through the seven year tribulation and there will be people who are converted and there will be people that are repeatedly murdered uh, and, and killed and become um, uh, martyrs. Yes, so that will also, that will happen for the kingdom of God. But one of the things that I've always appreciated, and um, here's the thing, because you and I will be with the Lord as administrators when he returns to establish his 1,000-year reign. When the Messiah returns, 
Christ will make war with the Antichrist. Right. Christ will return in 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 some reform. He will return to establish a government slash kingdom on earth, but in doing so he has to depose of the existing government that's reigning, which will be that of the Antichrist. So that's the purpose which of a lot the, of people mistake out of Daniel. They take that scripture for Daniel out of Daniel, I think it's Daniel chapter seven, where it says mm-hmm. that Christ is going to come back and reign on the earth and the kingdom that that that's going to be here when Christ returns is not a godly kingdom. It's it's a it's an Antichrist kingdom, it's an Antichrist system that Jesus is coming back. He's not coming back to take it over, he's coming back to destroy it. Because Absolutely. all this of these is the people have go ahead. This is the stone in the dream that Daniel saw, the stone that was carved out of the mountain without hands, strikes the image of this statue at the feet, at the base. Uh, And quick sidebar, the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw in his dream, where Daniel gave the interpretation, all of those body parts and those different materials represent countries that have persecuted Israel throughout uh, its biblical history. Absolutely. And so the the last country is this this confederate of all of these different iron and clay that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. A ten country confederate. And and quick sidebar, all of us in the Christian world have been curious as to was the European Union a foreshadow of governments building, governments slash countries building an allegiance, building a confederacy? Are we witnessing the formulation of a 10-country confederate? All of us were curious if the United Nations, European Union, NATO, NAFTA, or any of these transatlantic treaties or whatever type of gov- treaties that 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 bind countries together all of us have been curious is this a foreshadow of what the 10 confederate country will look like during the return of Christ but we we still don't know we still don't now, know it's it's still hidden in mystery and it really is some of the challenges have been you know for the for the body of Christ the mindset of the people in the American church is everything's going to happen here in the United States. Bingo. And by that, that mindset, there is a a moving away from the countries of the Middle East, you know, uh, Syria, Persia, Iraq, um, uh, Turkey, and all of those Eastern Bloc countries in Russia that, that have broken up and split you know, you, Russia used to be one country, but it's split into many, many different little satellite states. All of these ones, some of them are Christian in nature, some of them are Islamic in nature, and they, they sit with this uh, Antichrist model of coming against Israel. Iran, keep forgetting about Iran and Iraq. Yes. But the, 
to, but before we go any further, I do want to clarify the the precursor or one of the initial one of the first that or how do I say this when Christ returns, it's a twofold purpose: number one, to yeah. depose of the Antichrist and to depose of the uh, false prophet. And then number two, I guess two and three, he will then bind Satan. Well, the false prophet and the beast as well. Correct, yeah. Yep. He, Christ is coming back to make war against the Antichrist and the anti-government establishment. He's going to bind Satan for a thousand years, and he's going to establish his government, his kingdom on earth where Jerusalem will be the capital city. Yes. After a after 1000 years, everyone and and during that time, during that 1000 year reign, everyone that lived through the 7 year tribulation, the last three and a half years of the 7 year tribulation, everyone that lived through has to conform to Christ to the government of Christ, to the government of Messiah that's on earth. And during that time, he describes early. See, and that's the thing. That's why Satan is loosed. Because secretly, there's going to be some people that are, if I may say candidly, they're like, man, I ain't for all this stuff, man. But they're going to have to conform. And this is a nation, and you have to consider this is a worldwide government. This is a government that's ruling the world. So you'll need angels to help administer this global this global kingdom, which is one of the reasons why I believe that and it's I cannot prove it, but because I'm I'm from the United States East Coast, Delaware, if I would return in angel form as an administer of the government of Jesus Christ, I'm not so sure how effective I would be in Ghana, in Sierra Leone, or the Caribbeans, or something like that. I think I'd probably be somewhere in the United States. Only because I just, and that's just my, I cannot prove it, but if human beings in their angel form, you know, the resurrected saints return with Christ and to help him administer his government, yeah, there's no guarantee. We're, there's no knowledge of where we will be sent, but obviously we would have some type of judicial authority somewhere within the region of the world. Yeah, scripture says scripture bears that out that we will be we will be coming yep. back as judges to judge there you go. Um, Absolutely. those who came against God, yes. came against, you know, the Holy Spirit. And that was just being, my own. Back here. Yes, my own yeah. biasness and comfortability says, "Hey, I, I, I think I'd be better suited for Delaware, Sussex County." <laughs> but hey, you, you know, you know, there may not, there may not even be a Sussex County, right? <laughs> During that time, you never know. I mean, but that's just my own biasness, my my humanity, you know. Well, I think it lines up with Revelation. 
has been Radio Fire Radio. Oh, and by the way, don't forget to get your Wawa Double Dutch Chocolate Milk. It is the thirst quencher. I got mine. Go get yours. Listen to Revelation 20, verse 7. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations, which are in the four corners of the earth, God and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breast of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints in the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. So at this point, the beast and the false prophet have already been cast into um, the lake of fire, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. So it transitions from this point, and when you, when you read Revelation 20, you have to realize that, that God has spoken to three different uh, sets of people. One, he's talking to the enemy in his camp. He's talking to the Jewish nation and, and, and those people, and he's also talking to the Gentiles who, who are in the process of being removed out of the earth. When you look back at verse 11, then I saw a great white throne, and him who sat on it from those who faced the earth, and the heavens fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and well, Hades delivered yeah. up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Yes. So just to, I want to go backwards just a bit and to um, apply the appropriate terms. So that conflict, that Messiah and the angels have with the Antichrist and the governments that are aligned with the Antichrist, that is the battle of Armageddon in the area called Megiddo. Just like we historically can make reference to the battle at Valley Forge, the battle at Bunker Hill, this battle is referred to by the geographical location of where it will occur. And that yeah. goes back to like, I think, yeah, there you go. Um, what is it? Revelation 16. Yes. Revelation 16 verses 12 to 16. Um, let me see. And angel pours out the sixth bowl on the earth. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates. And the water is dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. What what intrigues me, what I find fascinating, is I want to make a contrast with mankind. Because even like the Battle of Bunker Hill, the Battle at Valley Forge, or wherever, these were strategic military places where a conflict just became inevitable. Because it was an area that an opponent wanted to occupy. 
it, it, it astounds me that in one of the judgments being poured out, one of the bold judgments where these angels pour out uh, judgments out of these bowls, a river, the Euphrates River, is dried up. Now, I don't know, I do not know the geographical measurements of it, how long the river is, the breadth of it. But I can imagine any river that's dried up, the water is just dried up, is probably an open channel and probably an ideal place. Like, if you want to fight, let's fight. It's a level playing field. Right. There's no mountain. You're not hiding behind anything. And all this blood is going to be contained right here. If you want to make it happen, let's get it on. <laughs> and, and when we read the book of Revelations, this is why they say the, the, this, the, the amount of blood that's shed will have an elevation up to a horse's bridle, which would be almost to the waistline of a standing man. And that's why they get that. That's how they make that mathematical calculation assessment because i've read that and i'm like my gosh you mean blood is just going to be flowing like you're crushing cranberries or something this is the great wine press and then, and those are those illusions because in the jewish community if you were pressing grapes they'd go up to the ankles if you're doing like cranberries or anything you put a whole suit on you jump into that tank etc cetera, etc cetera. so i've often asked myself man how can how far is this blood going to flow? Because as we know the elevation of the, the height of this liquid, this substance, is going to be to a horse's bridle, which is to the waist or chest of a man. But when we understand, hey, it's going to be a battle fault in a strategic location where a river used to flow, okay, now it makes sense. We're in, yeah, in this but, channel... But Mm -hmm. Also, this how how wide is that area? Is it a couple miles? Bingo. Nah, still we don't know miles. that. Yeah. Right, but the but the natural river That's is dried up. Yeah, you can wade through it. You That's can wade through it. It is. It really is, and this is the wine press of the Lord. And the allegory is with a natural wine press. There is a specific location wherein that activity solely occurs there only. And that's, and they, so, and, and here's so the thing, I mean, this, mm -hmm. when, when you think about this, there is, you know, Jesus had to shed, Jesus had to shed his blood for the remission of our sins. It was a payment. It was a payment for what we did to dishonor God. God is still requiring, he's not going to require his son to be killed again. So here we are again with blood being required, a sacrifice being required for, oh, yeah. for the sins and penalties. Yeah. And There's I a find lot of it interesting dying. that it's going into the earth. You know, this, this blood is being yeah, true. back into the earth. True. I also find it interesting that uh, I believe the Euphrates River was a river that was had a geographical location near the Garden of Eden. If it did not run through it, I'm just a little foggy on the uh, the reference. But it's it's mentioned in the first books of the Bible as correlating, connecting to the Garden of Eden, 
Now the same Euphrates River is dried up, and it is the channel, the ditch, or the swale, the channel wherein this massacre, this bloody war will occur. And that is what Armageddon is. It's the, it's the title of the regional location, Megiddo. It's the, it's the title of the geographical land region where the conflict between Christ and his angels will occur, between Christ and his angels against the Antichrist and the government allegiance that have formed a confederacy with the Antichrist. Yeah. Satan is bound. Um, a 1,000-year reign, Millie, which is 1,000 years, occurs. But all the while, there will be people that secretly in their heart of hearts are like, man, I'm not for all this celebration and feast and all this stuff. Man, I don't like none of this. And they will be given an opportunity because people will be born during that 1,000-year reign. Yes. People will still multiply and replenish. And there, there will, and everyone that lives on planet Earth will be tested. Adam was tested. Angels were tested. So this new generation of people, they are also required to be tested. That's why Satan will be loosened, and he'll be permitted to go throughout the four corners of the earth and to deceive and conspire. If anyone wanted to attempt to have Christ removed, let's do it. But this time, now this next statement affirms to the Trinity this time, fire descends from God in heaven and consumes and totally consumes Lucifer, the angel, the fallen angel, and those inhabitants. And now you have the great throne judgment. Wherein Which we just talked Christ, about in uh, Revelation 20. Yes, this is the judgment that now the consequence, the punishment, after you've been found guilty in this, the punishment is permanently cast into the lake of fire. See, because when we die, one of two things will happen. You're either carried into this abode, this, this peaceful place with Christ, or number two, if you're the wicked, you die, and you're cast into hell. Hell would be like a jail. You commit a crime on earth, you're going to be held inside the jail until your court case goes before the judge. And when it goes before the judge, if you're found guilty, now you're cast into prison. Whereas prison would be the lake of fire, hell would be the temporary abode until you have your day in court. Yeah, but, I mean, it would be interesting to imagine returning to planet Earth in an angelical form, and you're an administrator of Christ, of the millennial reign, or you are an administrator of the millennial government of Jesus Christ. So you're interacting with living human beings on planet Earth. Who's to say you're not able to find those descendants of those people that would be descendants or somehow relatives of yours. You know, we, I mean, because we will be on earth with human beings, and it's very possible you could find um, 
people that would be your uh, distant relatives, you know, from another gen, you know, all throughout the genealogy of whatsoever. You mean going forward you know? or like your kids' kids? or what, what, what do you mean? There you go, like your kids' kids, kids' kids, a thousand years removed. Gotcha, gotcha. Right, right, yeah. That, that would be some pretty awesome stuff. So if I want to close with this with this thought here from uh, Matthew Henry's online commentary. And it starts okay. talking about verses 11 to 15 from, uh, from Revelation 20. And, and, and just to bring you back to your remembrance, the, when we were talking about 11 to 15, it was a great white through judgment with the subhead. Yes. It says here, the utter destruction of the devil's kingdom very properly leads to an account of the day of judgment. And all of this just bears witness to what Brother Jeff said, which will determine every man's everlasting state. And we may be assured there will be a judgment when we see the prince of this world is judged. This will be a great day, the great day when we shall see the prince of this world is judged, when all shall appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The Lord help us firmly to believe this doctrine of the judgment to come. It is a doctrine that made Felix tremble. Here we have a description of it where, observe one, we behold the throne and tribunal of judgment, red and white, very glorious and perfectly just in righteousness. The throne of iniquity that establishes wickedness by law has no fellowship with this with this righteous throne and tribunal. The appearance of the judge, and that is the that is the Lord Jesus, who then puts on such majesty and terror that the earth and the heavens flee from his face. And there is no place found for them. There is a dissolution of the whole frame of nature. The persons to be judged, the dead, small and great, that is young and old, low and high, poor and rich. None are so mean that they have some talents to account for, and none so great as to avoid the jurisdiction of this court. Not only those that are found alive at the coming of Christ, but all who have died before the grave shall surrender the bodies of men, Hell shall surrender the souls of the wicked. The sea shall surrender the many who seem to have been lost in it. The rule of judgment settled. The books were opened. What books? The books of God's omniscience, who is greater than our consciences, and knows all things. There is a book of remembrance with him, both for good and bad. In the book of the sinner's conscience, which through formerly secret, which though formerly secret will now be opened, and another book shall be opened, the book of the scriptures, the statute book of heaven, the rule of life. So that, to me, this ties into what Brother Jeffers is talking about and just telling us that, you know, there's going to be activity and things going on around this earth that, you know, you're going to be held accountable for the things that you say. And that you did. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any closing thoughts? Yes. And, and again, if the righteous could take heart, 
that even with the rapture or being caught up, taken unto Christ, the, the righteous, when we pass away, we will also be judged. But it's not a judgment that concludes with banishment into hell or the lake of fire. It's a judgment wherein it determines the level of rewards you receive, uh, what type of crown you will receive. But then there is the judgment uh, that we described of the, the wicked, and um, it concludes with banishment, punishment into eternal uh, damnation, which is the lake of fire. So I wanted to offer that because sometimes I used to be confused on, man, the righteous are judged too, uh, not to damnation. Right. Judge de- Correct. Yes, judged and determining the type of reward you receive. Because even Jesus said in his public ministry, hey, some will have, and, and help me with this, some will have a hundredfold return, 80-fold return. 60, 30. There you go. Exactly. Yep. So there may be C students, per se. Everyone's not going to be A+. plus. Some are going to be the C, D, but we made it. You know what I'm saying? That's the truth. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> That's yes. the truth. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, Christopher and Brother Jeff, Radio Fire Radio. We're starting a discussion on the thousand-year millennial reign. We'll make sure you come back and check out the rest of this as we uh, journey on into the study of the scriptures of the Almighty God. You be blessed. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, even with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.